Music Raygun. I'm Paul Champanelli. I am Kirk Pinchon. Oh, Craig, how you doing? I'm doing well in this winter wonderland that mm-hmm. we call Los Angeles. You in the holiday spirit? I'm in the holiday spirit. It's a, it's a it's a touch nippy out. It's a little windy and nippy out in LA. For LA, it's cold. For LA, yeah, it's in like the high fifties. Yeah, and you're like, just, I need yeah. a blankie. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you. <laughs> Me, but it's great. It's my favorite favorite time of year. Favorite yep. uh, favorite weather, and mm. uh, want to talk about a new favorite documentary that I watched. The Frank Zappa documentary. I mean, literally changed my life. He's so good. <laughs> I was wrong about him. Yeah. <laughs> he is a musical genius, and right. uh, I can't wait to dive into his entire ta- catalog. No, no, we're the, joking. It's the Bee Gees documentary, How Do You Mind a Broken Heart? I heard about that, too, from your Instagram today. <laughs> yes, right, Instagram, mm-hmm. that the documentary proved, infinitive proof that the Bee Gees are better than the Beatles. Okay, so that's not going to be your don't at me for this No, I have a different don't at me. Nope. I almost commented on your Instagram like, hey, save it for the show, buddy. <laughs> Post this after we... <laughs> Stop giving it away for free. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I have a different one. Uh, I was always going to watch it. Didn't realize how good and how like uh, connected I got to it. Mm-hmm. They, they're so good and so important even more so than I originally thought. Like, I knew about their 60s stuff. Like, I wasn't a fan because it's 60s music and I don't really mm-hmm. care. And of course, I liked mm-hmm. it with the disco. But there's this one story I want to tell that just makes me laugh. I didn't know that they broke up. They no, like, neither did I. So they had their big moment in the 60s, the yeah. late 60s. And then the brothers were kind of like fighting. And Robin's mm-hmm. like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm going to go solo. And so they kind of just were aimless for a couple of years. And then uh, Robert Stigwood of RSO Records mm-hmm. was like, I'm setting up my new RSO Records. I need bands. So I'm cut, get back together and I'll sign you. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so they, they got back together. They went to RSO, did two albums that tanked. And everyone's like, oh, the Bee Gees suck. And then this gets way fascinating. Eric Clapton goes to the Beatles or the Beatles, the Bee Gees, and goes, "Hey, um, stop recording in England. I just recorded <laughs> in Miami, and it's fucking awesome. Go yeah. to Miami and record." And out of Miami, they came up with Jive Talking. Oh, which is like, of yeah. course, as you know, one of their best songs. Sure, I like Jive Talking better than Staying Alive. A whole heart. I even think we talked yeah. about that wholeheartedly. And it just yeah, maybe, from yeah. being in Miami, they really got into like soul and the disco thing. And it's all because and cocaine Clapton, and cocaine, which always helps <laughs> with disco. Yeah. When Eric Clapton goes, hey, come to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Things are happening. It's really Yeah, yeah, great. yeah. You know what? You know what's involved. <laughs> you know what's involved. Yeah. So he was really like, yeah, come to come to. And they're like, OK, well, we'll come to Miami. Why not? And because of that, it became it became a whole like second career for them. Yeah. I mean, I still, you know, it was, I was fully an adult before I realized they were more than just the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. That they yeah. Had a whole, you know. Yeah. Um, but I um, do, yeah, I do understand. They're sort of like the Isley Brothers in that, like, people are aware of them generally, but don't mm-hmm. understand how profoundly the tentacles of their legacy just completely, uh, 
engage like all of pop music from the last half of the 20th century. So true. And it's all yeah. just because they got so wrapped up in that, that this, the Saturday Night Fever album, which was just so big that yeah. everyone just associated with them. I'm really, and I'm going to dive deep into this. There are two albums before Saturday Night Fever that had mm-hmm. like Jive talking and Fanny Be Tender with My Love. So it's kind of like pre-disco R&B-ish pop. Yeah. I'm going to start digging into that because I want to hear how that sounds. Because I think I might be fascinated by that, but a great yeah, I, documentary. I know I need to watch that documentary. I've I've dug into the Bee Gees only a little bit, um, but I, I I do want to have my mind expanded about the Bee Gees by that documentary. Yeah, so, and yeah. just hearing them sing live, you're just like, fuck. Yeah, you guys can sing, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, it's very fat. It's fascinating too because right when Saturday Night Fever broke up. Their their songs, Andy's songs, Andy Gibbs songs, and the songs that they produced, like six out of the uh, top ten songs were associated with the Bee Gees in like 1977. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Like six or seven <laughs> of them all had to yeah. do with the Bee Gees, and you're just like, that's that's hard to do. So now, as much as I appreciate the Bee Gees, they're still responsible for what I consider the worst song of all time, which I think I've mentioned before. Which is uh, Robin's dreadful I Started a Joke. That's so funny because I don't mind that song. I like <laughs> that song, which is weird. Uh, I tell you what and, I hate is that mining song. I don't I don't know which one you mean. It's like their first hit. It's like the New York Mining Company, 1941. It's like so 60s and bad. Hmm. So... Um, I agree with all of that except your uh, thesis statement that the Bee Gees are better than the Beatles. Well, the Beatles can't sing like the Bee Gees, so. I, I, I don't even think the Bee Gees are better than the Monkees. That's but ridiculous. That's, that's not even that shady because I really love the Monkees. I can't. As, as the kids say, I can't even with you, Paul. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Okay, well, let's do Don't At Me. You kind of gave yourself a bonus one. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did. I have a very So since you sort of started us with a soft Don't At Me, I'll, I'll say my Don't At Me first. Sure. It's real quick. Real, real, real quick. Okay. Pavement. I don't get it, man. <laughs> I don't get it with pavement. That could have gone either way in my book. Yeah, pavement... On paper, I should be one of those guys whose whose favorite band is Pavement. Yeah, and I just don't care about any Stephen Malkmus songs. They don't even they're not even interesting enough to suck to me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I don't think they're terrible. Mm-hmm. It's like, but if a Pavement song comes on, it's like I don't even hear it. It wow. just doesn't register with me at all. It doesn't annoy me where I'm like, what is this shit? But it just don't I, don't, I don't get it. And and Pavement fans and like indie rock snobs love Pavement, mm-hmm. worship Pavement. And I, mm-hmm. I just can't, you know. So that's kind of a big admission for me. That's like a secret that I've kept. I don't care about Pavement. It's, it's kind of shocking because you could have gone Pavement underrated. Don't at me. And I would have been like, well, like, that makes sense, Paul. That makes sense. Yeah. I have overrated. A, overrated. Are I'm curious, would you say that pavement fans mm-hmm. are as rabid as Taylor Swift fans when it comes to like defending? <laughs> them? 
I have no idea. I don't think so. Okay. I just feel like they're the paradigm of bands that, like, record store clerks love. You know? Like, music nerds who have great taste sort of uniformly love pavement. And I've really, I've never heard anyone say, like, pavement is terrible, pavement mm-hmm. sucks, it's the emperor's new clothes. And even I'm not saying that. I, yeah. I'm not saying they suck. But they've just never, you know, touched me in any way that I've responded to. You know, I listen to Slanted and Enchanted trying to access whatever makes it a classic, and it's just, eh. So you've actually given it a legit shot of like, I'm going to sit, I'm going to try to listen. Oh, for sure. Yes, because I feel shame. And I feel like... That's my next question. Yeah, because I don't want the cool music nerds and the cool record store clerks to think that, um, you know, that uh, I'm a poser. Yeah. (laughs) Or or I'm a Philistine (laughs) because uh, I just don't get pavement. In some ways... Your life would be easier if you liked them. Yeah, I wish I liked them. I yeah. want to like things so bad. I want to be a part of a cl- <laughs> of the clubs and the cool kids' tables. Um, but I, you know, I can't. Uh, I can't fake speaking breathlessly of pavement. No, I. No. Uh, which is as well you should. Same, you know. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I wasn't gonna uh, sit around a campfire and. Be like, hey, Neil Young's great. <laughs> so here's yeah. to us. Here's yeah. to us, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, you know, especially considering in the last episode, I was we were both just like, oh, Amy Grant is the best. <laughs> like one week I'm like, I love Amy Grant. And then the next week I'm like, pavement, whatever. Like I just have no <laughs> credibility left at all. <laughs> I mean, Amy Grant is obviously way better than I'd rather listen but to that, Amy Grant all day. So would I probably. Yeah. You get more but that's why this is don't at me. These are hot takes. These, these are aren't takes. Uh, yeah, these aren't popular opinions. I'm going to give you my don't at me and I'm real curious about it. Mm-hmm. I literally came up with it at lunch and it's just this. Dean Martin was better than Frank Sinatra. Don't at me. Ooh. I figured you might might have some opinions. You're wrong. <laughs> Don't you I mean better it. how? Here's the thing. Is he more talented? Is he a better singer? Is he a better entertainer than Frank Sinatra? Is he a better actor than Frank Sinatra? No, no, no and no. Do I like Dean Martin more than I like Frank Sinatra? Yup. <laughs> like oh, conflicted, okay. You know what I like? Uh, technically, no, he is not better, but I enjoy him more. Who would you rather see in concert in their prime? <sighs> Dean Martin's going to be a more fun show. <laughs> see, that's what I'm D- saying. It's a more fun show. Like yeah. my my mom especially hates Dean Martin. She doesn't like his whole like his like you know drunk act. Yeah, yeah. But when that when that guy sings Marshmallow World, I'm just transported. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, I want to hear his "It's Cold Outside" version. His the version I want to hear. Yeah, I mean, it's he's goofy. He's a comedian. Frank's not a comedian. Frank's yeah. not funny. Dean yeah. is funny. That's why we love Dean. Exactly. Exactly. He's I, more fun. He's more fun than Frank. And that's what I want in a performer. If I'm seeing them, it was based on seeing them live. If I'm seeing Dean in his prime live or Frank. <laughs> 
I'm yeah. going, I know Frank has more hits and he's got bigger sway. I'm going yeah. with Dean. Going with Dean. Uh, yeah. We've got um, my father on our side because he's a big Matt Helm fan. But uh, Oh, the character. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the like spy comedy yes. movies that, yes. that Dean Martin did, oh, which great. I've never seen. Me neither. But uh, yeah, I love, I think Dean Martin's super fun. Yeah. So I, I disagree with you, but only technically. I get you. And your heart, your head says I'm wrong. Your heart says I'm right. There's a, I, I draw lines between what's, what are the things that are the best and what are the things that are my favorite. Okay, I see that. I see so that. if you're saying he's better than Frank Sinatra, absolutely not. But I'm a I I enjoy Dean more. Yeah, I'm going with yeah. enjoyment. I'm going with my heart. I'm going with Dean, especially at Christmas time. And yeah. I love the Frank Sinatra Christmas albums. I think you know I'm not I'm not down on Frank Sinatra at all. I love Frank Sinatra, and I listen to his music at Christmas. But when I hear a Dean Martin Christmas song, it's just a little extra. Yeah. Something, you know, whiskey soaked and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you. I'm sort of I'm there for it. Good. I'm there for All it. right. So yeah. you're there with me in spirit then. That's right. I'll That's take right. that. Uh, but now we're going to do our top fives. This is the segment of the show during the pandemic when Kirk and I can't get together to watch videos like we normally do, and which we haven't really done for almost a year at this <sighs> point. It's crazy. It's a different show. Uh, but now what we do for the main segment of the show is we choose a topic for every episode and then we each separately come up with our list of the top five items for that list. This one is less opinions. This, yes. for, this is this is our this is our year ender. Yeah, this is our year wrap up um, every year. As a lot of people listening might know, Spotify, if you use Spotify, generates um, a playlist for each user based on their listening habits of their 100 most listened to songs that year. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like your own, you know, favorites. Yes. So we're just going to do that for our top five. We're each going to present our top five most listened to songs of yeah. 2020. What, when this happened mm -hmm. and you saw it, were you like, oh shit, really? Or were you like, yeah, I kind of knew? Um... I was at first I was surprised by my number one, but then after like two seconds, I was like, no, I did listen to that song a lot. I was, I was like, yeah, wow. you I, know what it is. Cause I put it on social media. We'll get there. Okay. My, did you, yeah, my number one, all my, my five, four, three and two. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Number one. Mm -hmm. I went, I don't know what this is. I think, I think Spotify screwed up. Cause I have no idea what this is. And then I listened to it. I was like, oh, I know what this is. And I'll, I won't give it away, but I'll. <laughs> okay. That's strange. Yeah. But uh, no, I thought you're... you were going to say like, oh, one of my kids was using my account to listen to something. <laughs> no. None of my kids yeah. fuck up my Spotify no, account. No, don't never share Spotify no, accounts. That's... <laughs> no. I'll give someone my social security number before I give them <laughs> access to my Spotify account. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Priorities. Oh, the three numbers on the back of my credit card? Sure, have, have it. it. But have you're Spotify not, never yeah. from my cold, dead hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to start? I will start. Okay. And I'm really excited about this one. This was a new discovery of, of a very of an old artist. And um, you're not going to know who the artist is, but when I say who sampled him, you're going to be like, oh, shit, that's a real person. 
My number mm-hmm. five is a song called Rain Dance from Jeff Lorber Fusion. So, oh, I know this. Hold on. I know what this sample is. Um, oh, it's going to be so impressive. Is this the sample from Wuha? Got you all in check? They might be on that. It's from... Do you want to keep guessing? I know it because I once made a playlist of songs that were used for samples. Oh. And that was, and that was on it. Um, but I can't remember. Oh, 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 yes, I do know this. Wait, no, it's not. It's not Sure Shot. It's not Sure Shot by the Beastie Boys. Which one is Rain Dance? I can't remember. Just give it to me. Uh, Crush on You. Yes, yes, that's right. The, yeah. the sample for the Little Kim song. You know yeah. how I feel about Little Kim. I know I have Little Kim. So yeah. I, I didn't know that who, for years. I was like, I don't know what that sample is. I have no idea. And yeah. then it was randomly on a generated Spotify playlist. And I was like, Jeff Lorber Fusion? That's real? And then I <laughs> yeah. just dug deep. And Jeff Lorber Fusion was made for me. It's like 70s smooth <laughs> jazz funk. Yeah. And I just played it incessantly. I played Rain Dance incessantly. They have another song that I think was, it wasn't top 10. It might have been like a number 12. was a Jeff Lorber song that Jay-Z sampled, uh, his song Who You With. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sampled that, and I was like, "My God, Jeff Lorber's been sampled a lot." Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those guys. It's one of those guys who's got a yeah. he he knows a funky hook. <laughs> yeah, and he like Dr. It. Dre just has his albums in his crate. And exactly. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's just it's just smooth jazz yeah. funk from the '70s, instrumental, wonderful stuff. Played it ad nauseum. Rain dance, Jeff Lorber, Jeff Lorber yeah. fusion. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's yeah. a fun one to have. I knew that when five. I saw that, I was like, yeah. That's yeah. that, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, my number five uh, is by a band that might surprise you made it uh, into my top five. But not only did they make it into my top five, a few years ago they were my number one most listened to band of the year Ooh. in like in like 2016 or something like that. Because Spotify tells you that too, your most listened to artists. Oh. Um, but they weren't my number one band this year. But they were my number five song. The song is called "The Outdoor Type." By the Lemonheads. Oh, you know okay. Evan Dando. Yeah. yeah, I really like the Lemonheads. And a few years ago, I made a, a playlist of my favorite Lemonhead songs that I guess I listened to a lot because they became my number one. <laughs> the Outdoor Type is just a fun song. It was it wasn't a hit single, but it was a single off their 1996 album. And it's this funny song about, um, like, narratively, it's about a guy who lied to a the, the chorus is I lied about being the outdoor type because he was trying to date a girl who loves the great outdoors and it's <laughs> a song all about how like I can I can't even ride a bike I've never gone camping I can't even grow a beard I lied about being the outdoor type <laughs> which is which is also like right in my wheelhouse just like, like yeah, that's very much that. yeah 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 uh it's it's just a fun acoustic fun song and I guess I listen to it a lot I was sort of surprised it made the top five but there you go that's fascinating that you're like, oh, yeah. shit, I did. Li-. That's what's great. You're like, oh, shit, I guess I did listen to that a lot. Because you don't realize it when you're listening. You're just absorbing it. Yeah, it's one of those ones that's fun to sing along to. Mm-hmm. And then you end up, like, repeating it in the car. And, you know, me anyway. <laughs> you anyway. Yeah, yeah. Nice. My number four, I've talked about, you love this band. Mm-hmm. It's uh, It makes sense that I would play it in 2020. And it's Roni Got Me Stressed Out by Chromio. Yeah, yeah, dude, I listened to their coronavirus album a lot. Oh, my God. So yeah. much. Mm-hmm. So much. 
Yeah. Um, so much that I was like, I got to stop. I just got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> because it's only yeah. six songs, and then it's another sick of just the instrumental. The instrumentals, yeah, yeah. Which are good too. Roni got me stressed out. <laughs> I think I need some help. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. Such oh, a Chromio's the best. They yeah. fucking rock. They mm-hmm. fucking rock. So, uh, yeah, for these times, it makes sense. I knew that was going to be on there. I just, I was like, that's going to be on there. Because that's, that's my favorite song from the album, too, which I Yeah. Yeah. They're probably uh, in my top 100. I'd have to go back and check. But oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't spin that album, well, the EP, all year long. But in the spring, when you first told me about it, I played it a lot for a good, like, month. So it's yeah. prob- they're probably it's, in there. It probably is. I mean, I think I did the whole summer, so that's why it was my number four. Yeah. Uh, my number four is from 1965. Hmm. It's a song called Guess I'm Dumb <laughs> by the great Glenn Campbell. Oh, didn't know the song. Not a not a Glenn Campbell fan, but I but I can appreciate. I uh, I'm not like an all around Glenn Campbell fan. I know mm-hmm. a few Glenn Campbell songs. This is a song. It uh, it was a single. It didn't even chart. Not a hit at all. Mm-hmm. Written by Brian Wilson. Oh no shit. It was supposed to be a Beach Boy song. The other Beach Boy said, no way, thumbs down. And by the other Beach Boys, I suspect it was mostly Mike Love being his usual bitch self. Yeah, he's like, um, it's not about the beach, so we're not doing I don't, it. Yeah, that's right. There's not even a verse about surfing. Where's that's not what on? we do, Brian. <laughs> we're on brand. Yeah, so he gave it to Glenn Campbell. He produced it. He sang uh, background vocals on it with Carl. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad Glenn Campbell does it. Um, I just, it's just a great song. And I know that the reason it's in my top is I, I have a couple of playlists. One that's like the my best new music playlist. And one that's like my old favorites playlist. And I keep revolving them where I have 50 songs on each. And any time I want to add a new song to the playlist, I have to take one off. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And usually I take from the bottom, like the oldest song, I'll catapult it to put a new song on. But every once in a while there's a song like, I just like it too much and I don't want to get rid of it. And so Guess guess I'm Dumb was at the end of that playlist all year long because I just didn't want to get rid of it because it's so good. You couldn't bring yourself to, to catapult it. Right. So it just sort of hung out on the playlist for longer than songs usually do and so it got played a lot because it's really good that's so fun did you how did you discover it i don't remember it might have been on my discover weekly you know the spotify where they sort of the algorithm gives you songs it thinks you'll like Mm -hmm. sort of playlist but i'm not sure about that um because originally i i even put it on the playlist like either last year or in like january you know, oh, okay. And it was just it just hung on the it's it just hung out on the playlist the whole year so it got a lot of plays. Nice, that's so funny. Yeah, so good. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's still young. It was only like his seventh single. It's pretty early in his career, and he's got a great voice. I know Rhinestone Cowboy. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> Rhinestone Cowboy's fun and and oh, uh, it's you know it's corny. This song yeah. isn't corny. It's, no, it uh, you know it's a Brian Wilson ballad. It's a breakup song. Oh, it's a ballad. Oh, that's even. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a breakup song. Okay, nice. My number three. I'm only shocked that it wasn't my number one. 
because I played the fuck out of this album and wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Heim with the Steps. What I, I say it again? Oh, it's uh, the the band is Heim. The song. Oh, is Heim. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heim, the song is the Steps off of their new of their album When Music Part Three. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, I played the fuck out of this album. I played it so much, I really thought that the Steps was going to be number one. Shockingly, yeah. the steps off that album isn't my favorite song. It's uh, it's kind of a the best song on there is 3 a.m., which is kind of this funky, almost Matchbox like, 20 cover. Uh, no, more like brownstone <laughs> jade early 90s girl group sound. Okay. Uh, and the steps is more of like a rocker, so I'm shocked that was my number three. But just the it was it was a high in year for me. Yeah, you love Haim now. I you love never Haim, even man. you only you were introduced to them through doing the show, right? Didn't Katie All Katie Willer. Yeah. She brought a Haim thing to the show when she yep. was a guest and uh that's how you found out about them. Didn't know who they were. Yeah. I was just like, Oh, they're great and then I saw them in their videos, they danced and I was like, Well, I love them, so Yeah. <laughs> they kinda danced. Yeah. For non dancers they they're danced. good non dancers. Yeah, yeah. They're very oh, strong non dancers. You're like their number one fan now. I am. I, 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 I stand them. Yeah. I, it's ridiculous, but I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number three song is from 1993 by uh, by Belly. Remember Belly? Ah, uh, Belly was good. I remember the Belly singles. had that, that big song, Feed the Tree, was Feed their the big tree hit. Feed the Tree is great. It is great, and it has Rhode Island's own Tanya Donnelly in, is the leader of that band. She had oh, been yeah, in thro- right. Throwing Muses and... Uh, um, but this this song is from the same album as Feed the Tree, and it was a single. It just wasn't as big a hit. It's called Slow Dog. Hmm, maybe never and, saw that or heard that one. Yeah, the reason this is on my list is because I read a book early in the year by Rob Sheffield. You know the music critic, oh, yeah, Rob he's Sheffield? Great. He's great. He wrote a book called Love is a Mixtape, which the, the book is mostly a memorial to his first wife. Who, oh. di- who died of an aneurysm when they were both still in, like, their 20s. I've heard of this book, yes. Yeah, and they were both, like, huge music nerds, and and uh, that's sort of how they met. And, and it, the book is, like, every chapter starts with um, a, a mixtape of song, like an actual mixtape that he has that she made or that he made for her. Mm-hmm. And he sort of tells the story of their relationship through these mixtapes. And there was one mixtape that she made that has this song on it. And I sort of made, I, I put her mixtape together as a Spotify playlist for myself. Oh, that's really you know what smart. I mean? That's really smart. And, um, and it was really funny because in talking about that mixtape, Rob Sheffield was like, I hate Belly. He thinks they suck. She loved Belly, mm-hmm. and and she, he was basically saying like I used to like roll my eyes whenever I hear their songs. I just think they're the worst of like '90s alternative music. But also now when I listen to it, it makes me emotional because it makes me think of her. He's like I don't actually like it, mm-hmm. but the emotions tied up with listening to it, I still listen to it. Yeah, it's what it's ha- attached and I'm, to. I'm like that's really sweet. Also, you're wrong. Belly is great. I love Tanya Donnelly's voice, and Slow Dog is an amazing song. So I discovered it through someone who actually hates the song. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but, that's right. But it's like my favorite track on this mixtape that his wife compiled in, in you know, in 1993. Um, and, I pl- and so I ended up playing a lot. In fact, I ended up playing a lot of 
Belly and Tanya Donnelly all year. It was sort of my entry point, like re reintroducing myself to Tanya Donnelly this year. Oh, nice. So, yeah. The It's so funny because I, I want to check out the song because I love Feed the Tree. I can't imagine if I like Feed the Tree. Yeah. Come on. Everyone's got to like Feed the Tree. That's a good that's a good rock song, man. Yeah, I'm su- I'm surprised you like it just because it's not your type of music, but it is good. I put a whole Tanya Donnelly playlist together. I'll send send you the link to that. Yeah, send it to me. That'd be cool. Yeah, maybe they'll become my new Hyam. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, my number two, uh, you know him, you love him. Uh, he had a new album out, and uh, the album I played so much early on in the year. It's my number two song is Dragon Ball Do Rag by Thundercat. I knew it was going to be Thundercat. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I knew I, I was like Thundercat's good. I Thundercat's going to be in here. It's going to yeah. be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I played the fuck out of this album. This was the song that came that was out of it. Great song, great album. On Spotify, if if you play the album, then right after that mm-hmm. is like a fucked up version of the same album. And I'm not saying it right, but it's like it's um, he calls it like the same album, but on scissor almost. So it's all mm-hmm. like fucked up and slow vocals. Yeah, I know exactly what you're describing. Yeah, it's yeah. a style, and you're like, this is so cool. It both yeah. are great. Um, but Dragon Ball scissor for anyone listening who doesn't know is is like a cough syrup based like drug, like a lot of uh people will abuse like codeine yes, as a codeine recreational image. drug. Yes. Yeah. It's like, uh, what, like grape juice with codeine it's in it. It's grape juice with codeine. It probably gets you fucked up, but it makes you yeah, just lean. Like, slur. And, yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a downer. It's uh, as a yes. drug. So, so, so I can imagine the sound of it being just sort of like warped and exactly. And, but, and like slowed down. And so, yes. yeah, it's super cool. Cause this stuff is pretty yeah. slow and mellow and, and funky to begin with. And just doing this warped version is even cooler. Um, Synergy-wise, Dragon Ball Do-Rag, the video, you owe it to yourself to go look it up on YouTube. (laughs) It looks like it was made for $1.75. It's really (laughs) funny. And at the end, I won't... I'm going to spoil it a little bit, but I won't spoil what they do. In the end, the last, like, minute of it, Heim's in it. Oh. Just... They're just in it. Yeah, yeah. I, this is just, yeah. Just random. I'm like, oh my god, mm-hmm. Heim's in a dragon, as in Thundercats video. It's really funny. Yeah, um, whatever the whatever the Venn diagram is in terms of audiences, you're right, smack in this. <laughs> like, smack in it, man. Yeah, it's just for you. It's just smack haul for me, man. It's KCRW fans. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Heim funny. and Thundercat. Heim and Thundercat. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you just nailed it. Oh, my God. (laughs) When we come back to our normal format, maybe, you know, probably in like, I don't know, June. Is that when we're maybe going to be back to normal? Once everyone's vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then remember to bring that video to the table because you, you've had some Thundercat videos before and they were real goddamn weird. They were really great. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny because it's in my, it's in my, it was in my list of videos that I was like, when we get back to what we're going to do. Because I mm-hmm. thought, of course, oh, the pandemic will be over by the end of the year. And by the end of the year, we'll be together and we'll do our yep. favorite end of year like we did last year. And that was Dragon Ball Durag. I never thought that was going to happen. <laughs> well, I'm the optimist of the group. Well, they I don't know, man. They told us in March that typically it takes like 18 months before you even get a vaccine. So, so 
I know nobody wanted to believe it, but I was like, yeah, nobody's going to see anybody else until like next June. Like, I'm still operating. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I will definitely save it for when we get back together. Cool. All right. My number two is a song that I talked about in a previous top five. Uh, recently, it was our top five autumn songs. Ooh. I talked about this song. From 1969, it is Man in a Shed by Nick Drake. Oh, okay. For a second, Nick in the autumn one, I thought you might be. I, might, I thought you might bust out the free design again. I was gonna get all excited. No, Nick. I mean, this song is one of my most listened to songs of my whole life. Uh, oh, okay. It's it's one of the ones I explained I listened to a lot um, my freshman year of college, and I sort of associate it with that time. Yes. So I listened to it a lot while we were putting together our our autumn episode, and because. This fall was the 20th anniversary of my freshman year of college and sort of inspired oh by that episode. I put together a playlist of songs that remind me of my first semester of college. Oh, okay. Wow. And so I was playing that a lot in like September. So Man in a Shed, um, I listen to a lot every year, but it especially came up a lot this year for those reasons. So that one wasn't a surprise that it was. Maybe it was a surprise that it was so high. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's just a perennial favorite of mine, that song. I was going to say, because if you listen to it yearly, I was wondering if it pops up every year in at least your top 10, but just more this I won't year be than surprised ever. if I go back, if I go back and look at previous year's playlist, the top 100s, mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be in, in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, my number one Mm-hmm. is my one where I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't know this title. I don't know this artist. Why is it my number one? And then I played it and I go, oh, now I know why. So, okay, explain. explain. Number one, it's the song mm-hmm. Blue Soul by the artist M. Fasol. M. Okay. Period. And then Fasol. F-A-S-O-L. I have no idea what that is. I don't know who that is either. Mm-hmm. I don't know this artist. The only reason why I know this artist is because apparently for most of the year, I listened to a Spotify Just For You playlist called Neo Soul Beats Relax Sessions. Oh, so this is one of those lo-fi hip-hop beats. Yes. Well, yeah, like yes. uh, Damn Good Coffee. or Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's like Damn Good Coffee. So apparently I listened to the playlist Neo Soul Beats Relaxation Sessions yeah. a lot. <laughs> and on that song, on that was the uh, a, a song called Blue Soul by Emphasol. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit. And then I looked back and I was like, oh, there was like two days, like maybe a couple months ago where I listened to nothing. I just went and listened to all Emphasol stuff while I worked. Oh wow! And yeah. it uh, it became my number one. So it is. It's that. It's that damn fine coffee. It's that. Close your eyes. You're in the lounge of a, a very hip hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that has an espresso machine next to it, and uh, and it's got blue lighting, and you're listening to Blue Soul. That's exactly what that yeah. sound is. That's the tricky thing with that sort of subgenre. You know, I I might go to that popular youtube page that's always live streaming that music yes. or or play a, a compilation of it on spotify but because it's almost by design like background music i'll be listening to it you know or half listening to it while i'm working or something mm-hmm. but i never know like i never register 
the names of the artists or the names of the songs or which ones are my favorites. And so it's it really makes a lot of sense for that genre that your favorite song of the year or your most listened to song of the year, you didn't even, you looked at yeah. the title and the artist and you were like, what the hell? Who is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So lo-fi hip-hop beats is sort of how it goes. Yeah, and you never – also, because it's a background, you don't know when it starts and when it ends and songs yeah. just blend into another. Apparently, I listened to it so much in, in quarantine that my coworker, Anne, who mm-hmm. sits at the uh, dining table across me, she was like, hey, can we switch to something else? She's like, this is like <laughs> the same thing over and over again. I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's will. the point. Yeah, yeah. So you just gotta get into, to... get into a zone, man. Get yeah, zone. yeah. No, I get it because I I do that while I work sometimes too. You know, sometimes the music I listen to isn't conducive to concentrating. <laughs> yeah, you know, very know what I mean? apt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, quite apt. Yeah. All right, my number one song or my number one most listened to song of the year. You already know because I posted it on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, yeah, my reaction was really like, wow, really? And then, well, yeah. And then hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. I was like, yeah, that is my most listened to song. I'm proud of it. I'm probably the only person in the world who it's their number one listened to song of the year. (laughs) I'd be willing to bet money on that. And I tagged her when I posted it on Instagram because I wanted her to see that I listen to her music more than anything else this year. The name of the song is Kiss Me LA. And the artist is, and I don't like it ironically. I know I you don't. It, I think it kicks ass, and I know you heard a sample of it. It is yes. a good song. The artist is Angeline, the famous Los Angeles icon from Billboard's. Whom you are fascinated Angeline. by. Angeline. I'm fascinated by Angeline in general. It's not even that I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by her. She's just like, you know, I'm like a lot of people. I'm hot and cold about L.A. in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think she's the best of what L.A. has to offer. Like, she's my favorite thing about L.A. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because she's the most L.A. thing She's so unapologetically L.A. Like it's all just like blonde and pink and tits. And that's, you know what I mean? And it is all surface. Yeah. And and you don't even know what she does. I don't think people know that she's a musician. I think her whole thing is, oh, she's that model who who's famous for being on billboards. But it's like, who is she? What does she do? She just drives around in her pink Corvettes and she's sort of just famous for being famous. And weird. She's like one of the classic L.A. weirdos, which, you know, is right up my alley. I love that she she's like she's like a caricature of an L.A. bimbo, but so much of a character that she's not like a sex symbol as much as just a weirdo. Mm -hmm. It's so in my wheelhouse. But what I think people don't realize is the, the reason that the billboard started was because in 1982, she put out a whole L.P., she was in a band before she was a solo artist. She put out her debut solo album in 1982, and originally the billboards were to promote the album. Mm, I but it was know that. the reason it was sort of noticeable is because she was not she was a total unknown. But all of a sudden, these billboards were over town, and she looks the way she looks, so they're eye catching. Yeah. But uh, "Kiss Me LA" was actually the first single off uh, that album. I have. I mean, we've talked about her on the show before because we looked at the video from my list which is another song that yes. I genuinely like. A lot of her songs are not great. They're sort of what you would expect music by Angeline to sound like. Yeah. 
But for whatever reason, Kiss Me LA is like this sort of kick-ass, like, punk new wave single. It's got it's got a great rhythm section. It's just really punchy. I think it rules. And, uh, and it was my number one most listened to song of the year. Now... Do you think that it's been in your lists for past lists or just it just happened to be this year? It just happened to be this year because, uh, I mean, for a long time, my list was really the only Angeline music that I knew. But for whatever reason, she released or Spotify, all of her stuff that's on Spotify now is sort of newly on the platform. So I I guess she made her music like re-released it or whatever. So it, it was like new on Spotify. You know what I mean? So I'd never heard Kiss Me L.A. before maybe a year ago. Wow. That's Um, crazy. It's such a big fan. It really kicks ass. Like, it's legitimate. It's There's no irony in how much I like it. It's not like, oh, isn't this goofy that Angeline has a song? Like, if you played it for me and didn't tell me who it was, I I would be like, yeah, this this is a great. Yeah, this is a great band. Yeah. This is a great, like, punk band. Did she respond when you tagged her? No, no, of course not. She's well. I, I doubt. I mean, she's a seventy-year-old woman. I doubt that she's running her own Instagram anyway. True. Even if she wasn't, you know, sort of an older person, she's not the type of person who, you know, she has helpers. Yes, she's. You know what I mean? She's got a team that 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 manages her. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I yes, I doubt that she's looking at Instagram. On on a complete side note, yeah, you, you'll appreciate this. It's about Instagram. Uh, I follow and who you like now, Monday Mishiru. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yes. The uh, the Japanese artist, the Japanese jazz artist, and yeah. she posted an album cover, um, and I responded to it saying, "This is the album cover that got me into your awesome music." And she responded mm-hmm. back, "Wow, thanks, Kirk." Yeah, oh. I was so happy. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I was so happy. Monday Ishiru knows who I am. Oh, we're friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, I desperately want Angeline to notice me, but so far it hasn't happened yet. Yet, Paul. Yet. Yeah. I mean, you can. You all you need to do under non-pandemic conditions is is spend a bunch of money, and you can do a ride along with her. Oh, but, uh, that's so funny. But from what I understand, it's expensive to do, and then it's basically. Just a way for her to corner you so that she can sell. Like, part of how she makes money still is selling Angeline merch. Yeah. And so, you know, there are people who have done the ride-along with her. Because a lot of the times they'll, like, I don't remember how, but they'll, like, win a a ride-along with her through social media or something. Yeah. But then it's just like, yeah, she's just, like... You know, you ride in the in, in her Corvette with her for five minutes and then she like really pressures you to buy a T-shirt and her T-shirts are like $80, right? <laughs> oh, like all her no. merch is like crazy overpriced. Oh, no fun. But that's how she makes bread. Look, if I if I had the chance to do it, uh, I would totally do it and I would spend $80 on a green <laughs> shirt. Are you kidding me? If Look, if the shirt was in the trunk of her Corvette and she's giving it to me, that's worth... The extra sixty dollars on top of a reasonable price for You're a like, T-shirt. Yes, please. That is that's a bargain for a T-shirt. It's a once in a lifetime souvenir. You met you, Angeline, if you know what I mean. Would you wear it? Sure. Or I mean, maybe you keep it like in pristine. Nah, nah. 
No, I don't believe in that. Sure I like to not. velvet. I like to velveteen rabbit things. I like <laughs> if there's something that I love, I want it to be used. I don't you know, put it behind plexiglass. Good for you. Do yeah. that with an Angeline eighty dollar t shirt. Yeah, <laughs> hasn't happened yet. Of course, I. I mean, I've seen her. I've seen her yeah. at the supermarket and stuff, but uh, I haven't done the ride along yet. You know, I'm sure she'd criticize me because one. I remember reading a blog from some guy who who did the ride along, and she was like annoyed that he looked kind of dumpy she was like she, like his clothes were kind of dirty and Aww. you know what i mean she's probably well she's not like she you know you see what her image is it makes sense that she would be like oh sure. your pants are wrinkled but you, you know, don't you know you're you're a fan be happy your fans in the in in the car with you yeah, but is, she's not a woman of the people. That's not her image. You know what I well, mean? Well, she's she's not <laughs> upper crust either. No, certainly not. But her whole thing is like I'm, you know, a fake Barbie doll, and it's and like the illusion is dropping exponentially more and more as <laughs> as time goes on. But that's that's part of the germ. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's not that's like. Uh, yeah. So funny that that was your number one. It is and it isn't. I mean, I really, I really encourage everybody to listen to it and try not to think about the fact, like, don't prejudge it because it's Angeline and you think Angeline is something to make fun of. Yeah. Open minded. Uh, yeah, it's a great record. It really is. That's funny. I'm proud that it's my number one. <laughs> it's, well, you should be, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was your number one artist of the year? I didn't look. Oh, you didn't look at the whole breakdown that they give you? They tell you like your most listened to genres. It tells you what your top what your top artists are. It tells you how many new artists you listen to this year. How many total genres you listen to. Can I? I'm going to ask a real embarrassing question. Yeah. Is that, um, is that premium or is that, uh, like when you, for the free? Because I don't have premium. That's a good question, and I I can't answer definitively because I do have a premium account. Yeah, because I know I have. I'm I'm literally like looking right now. But it's and such a popular feature that uh, I, I think have, it might be available to you if you're free. I just have right now. It just has uh, your top songs. Yeah, are you looking on the app or are you going to the website? I'm at the yeah. I'm on the desktop. Yeah, it's not. It's not a playlist. It's it's a website feature. It's like a page, and it sort of is an animated. It takes you through all your stats for the year. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm go to Spotify.com and, and log into your account and it'll probably show this to you. But it gives oh, you okay. a lot of fun information about your listening habits. Oh, that's interesting. I'll have to do yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Um, but th- those are our top five most listened to songs of 2020. 2020, we did it. Yep. Kurtz was some rando crando lo-fi <laughs> hip-hop producer and mine was Angeline. <laughs> That literally fits so, our attitudes, our likes, and 2020. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's, I mean, that's sort of music Reagan in a nutshell, really. 100%. Is, <laughs> that's, the, that's the secret sauce, man. Yeah. Well, I think that'll do it for 2020. It yeah. was a real weird year. The show has been not itself, yeah. but nothing has been itself. Nope. We make it work. Uh, but we'll probably continue to do this format for another six months. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm betting. Yep. Fingers um, crossed in June that we're we're together and we'll bring uh, we'll bring back the old school. Yeah. But until then, we have more top fives coming your way as soon as we think of what they will be. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's it for this pandemic episode. Thanks. Bye. Bye.